Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. you feel out here today <laughs> express yourself i think i'm in a good mood oh shit bad bitch alert hey <laughs> um what you in a good mood for huh huh, huh. Uh, nigga went on a date and shit yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> trying to play it off like it's not major out here <laughs> this is true it's a pretty big deal it's kind of a big deal that's what's up were you fresh i see you got a fresh cut you've been at that though uh i tried to be yeah it was a little uh nippy outside mm-hmm, a little nipply so um but yeah that was cool and i think having time off helped yeah we had like a slight mini getaway right and then the fact that I was off the next day and I didn't have to go back to work until last Late, night. Yeah. I think it might have saved my sanity. That's some ample time off. And also, I started taking my medicine again. <laughs> <laughs> Had gotten off my meds. I was a little crazy. Tis the season. Word of advice, if you are on medication, please stay on medication. Do not take yourself off of it. Without supervision, mm. shit can get real. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a while to get back in your system and mm-hmm. you even yourself out. Um, but yeah, all things considered, I'm pretty decent mood, which is very weird for this is the week of my birthday. Yeah, nigga. And guess what? Look, we, look we, at God. Guess, look we at partying for that shit. And. Check this out. Divine revelation. <laughs> this is our 30th episode. Oh, shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Look at that. It's the golden episode. Mm-hmm. That's what's For up. Both of us. Well, I mean, mine's next weekend, but you know. Mm. <laughs> Way to just ruin that one. <laughs> is it next Still. weekend or weekend after that? It's next. It's the second, right? It's it's like it's the second, so it's like a little over a week. Okay. After this weekend. Okay. Um, I was also thinking since I'm working third and it's just me, this episode might be ready by tomorrow. Hey, turn up. That way, you everybody have something to do at work. <laughs> right. And then that way, if anybody is traveling, they can have it already ready for Thanksgiving. Right. 
Look at you. Thoughtful and shit. Uh-huh. Business minded. Yo, when you have a clear mind, real shit, you can you can think a lot better. I agree. I agree. Um you can make better sense out of things. Yeah. So this weekend we uh we went to Nashville to see the Reed live. Yes, we did. We had a rock star weekend. Yes. On the road like some Rolling Stones. Um I was struggling. <laughs> like y'all have no idea how bad I was struggling. Like I got mm. off at eight o'clock on Saturday morning and I took Cooper to uh the vet to board him for the weekend. That nigga was wilding the fuck out. He tried to leave with me. I was like, bro, you can't <laughs> just go with me. Please don't go. Like, and then he was just looking all sad. Just, I was like, man, I gotta go. <laughs> I don't want to leave, <laughs> but I gotta go right now. <laughs> but, uh, so I dropped him off. I went to the store and then I went home. So I got home about right at nine. And so I tried to take a little bullshit ass nap. And I think you text me like at 11 or something. You're like, you good? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I started getting ready. And then I was waiting for Kim to come pick me up. Because if I had drove, we were going to die. Because I was sleepy as fuck. Yeah, can't trust it. Especially knowing we were going to have to come back that night. Night driving will put your ass to sleep if you ain't rested. Yeah. Not riding will put your ass to sleep. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, Kim picked me up in the Mustang. Skirt, skirt. Then we uh, headed to Nashville. Um, Met up with our friends. Mm-hmm. Stephanie's dope ass apartment that felt like New York or some shit. Like leaving that dope apartment and coming back to my, I thought my apartment was pretty dope, and then I was like, nah, it's levels to this shit. Hers just felt like something different. Like it just didn't feel like we were. That's what I strive for in in the south. Yes, yes, yes. So it was dope and very inspirational. I think this weekend was by far. I think more inspirational than anything. Yeah, especially going to the show. Right. It was like, yo, if you grind, you can can do some shit. And uh, so we met up with Stephanie and the boy Ant. I ain't seen Anthony since early in college. I know I've seen him like within the last couple years. He said it might have been seven years ago, but I feel like it was I think like it was only for a night he was in town or something. Mm. I think we all hung out. I think it was at Chance's house, to be honest. Maybe. Because I hung out with Doug and him. That's the last time. Doug. And Doug's supposed to be in town this weekend. Okay, I need I mean, to contact him. I need to contact him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Doug. I made, a, I made a guest list. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good podcast wife. <laughs> Listen, this your thirtieth, my nigga. You know, we not finna be lonely in this bitch. Speaking of which, somebody was. They were like, 
uh, yesterday, they were like, I didn't know if you knew about that. And I was like, no, I, I, I guess I know. You kind of knew, but not like. Yeah. Who out here telling secrets? I can't disclose <laughs> that information. They didn't tell me nothing. That I just mentioned going out and they didn't. They were like, I, I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> it's like, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, so. Thursday, was, niggas, we partying. Yeah. Thursday, turn up. Hit us up. Hit me up. Hit Kim up. In the DMs. Only for Juice's birthday. Only for Juice's birthday. <laughs> Unless you find the shit, then we can figure some other shit out. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I have been getting messages, though, so. What, your, for your personal life or for me? <laughs> no, for you, nigga. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Strange flicks, but okay. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> Yeah, I was ferociously high, but I'm used to it. But I'm I know high. I know a lot of people aren't. <laughs> so I have sleep exhaustion. And we drinking. Yes. And we just got off the road. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's a recipe for a good ass nap is what it is. And so it instantly happened, and then we we're like, "Fuck, we gotta move." Yeah, <laughs> which is always Did you hard. hate that part. It was like, "Oh shit!" You're like, God damn it, I gotta get up. <laughs> so we get the lift or whatever, and so we get in the lift, and shenanigans. Bro, ensue. the freakiest lift driver. Like, all right. <laughs> So everybody's used to like the very talkative, super overly friendly Lyft driver. Yeah, who just like won't stop talking. Like even when you stop talking, they're still talking. Right. That was the first Lyft driver we had. And he kept talking. You know, at first it was like the cheesy like dad jokes. Yeah. And then slowly it started becoming evident that this guy might be a cop. Yeah, he felt real like undercover like. He 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 mentioned something about being caught with drugs, and then he like he said pointed out oil too. yeah he was talking about that. Then he uh, pointed out like some cop cars on the side of the street, like you know, see those guys? Those are my buddies. Hope I don't have to see them later on today. Right. Um, we're just like, you know, at first when he started saying shit, I thought he was trying to drop hits, like he was gonna try to sell us some shit. And then I know better than fall for some shit like that, so. He started doing that shit. And then everybody was just quiet. Yeah, we were all like, nigga, the fuck is you talking about? And then, uh, so I'm sitting next to Kim. I got my sunglasses on. Kim got her sunglasses on. (laughs) And I'm just looking at the side of her fucking face like, yo, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) And I can feel you looking at me, but I know he's probably like looking in the rear view. So I'm just like... And then I'm like, man, this shit is crazy. <laughs> and then the person that was in the front was tripping too. And he was real quiet. <laughs> he was super quiet. And I was like, what the fuck oh my God. is going on? Yeah. And then so we got out. And first off, the dude pulled over like almost like in the alley. Yeah, he did. And then that's what got me really like fucking scared. I didn't realize that he had pulled up to the restaurant. Because I forget like Martin's is literally right there on the strip. 
And since they're doing all that construction, like that little area just looked really weird. I was like, fuck is this? But then I looked up and we were already, <laughs> the restaurant was right behind us. But yeah, I thought that shit was weird too. I was like, this nigga is either finna kill us or take us to the police and have us killed. Like, <laughs> some shit is about to go down. And so, uh, everybody got out of the car and then we all started comparing notes <laughs> to make sure that we weren't just tripping. The general consensus was the same. <laughs> yep. Like, this guy is clearly either a cop or something. And we escaped by the uh, skin of our teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in and this motherfucker is packed. So yeah, we went to Martin's Barbecue for anyone who's listening listening in Nashville or has been to Nashville and had Martin's. They got some pretty good barbecue products. And so I'm tripping. I'm all, like my anxiety is on peak. I'm fucked up, and I'm in the uh, general public. So. What my dumb ass decides is I'm just going to keep looking at my menu with my head down and that way people won't think I look weird. Instead, I look super weird. And so one of the people we were with, they were like, Dennis, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not okay. My back's against the wall. Shit hit the fan. Help uh... me. Help me. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> and so... One of the other person, one of the other people I'm talking to, I think they going through the exact same thing as me, and we having some candid ass fucking conversations, like we ain't two niggas around all these white people. <laughs> yep, I I feel like we were the only black people, and yeah. it was a group of us yes. with one white girl, <laughs> <laughs> and then Kim and our other friend just bounce. And I don't know where the fuck they go. So my ass starts freaking out even more. See, I was waiting on y'all, but Stephanie was the one who was like, no, like, we'll we'll go up there. And if they ask us, you know, how to get to us, we'll tell them. They'll figure out how to get up here the same way we will. Like, they'll be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. She'll go get her, man. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so we eventually find them. And then we're at the bar just eating. And I'm still bugging the fuck out. And I'm just like, man, this was a bad decision. <laughs> not to come, but to get that fucked up, man, it's like, I'm not even functionable. So then me and uh, one of the people we went started taking shots. And then that calms me down a little bit. And then we eat. So I'm okay by then. Like, I'm still bugging, but I'm, I'm okay. You can manage. You can manage. And so then it's time to go back to the apartment and then we're going to go to the show. So my uh, pod wife over here is still trying to get more best stuff. <laughs> like, and I'm like, no, guys, I think I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> so we go to the show. And okay, so we um, so we head to the show. We get there, and it's just tons of beautiful black people there. <laughs> all, we're all there for the same mission, you can tell. And there's also a group of white people looking like, where are all these niggas going? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I feel like everybody is looking at us like, what is happening? Is this a Negro convention? Is it a Tyler Perry movie? 
Is there a rapper here? <laughs> and I was bugging out Steel songs. She's like, oh man, this shit's crazy. So we get there and we get our seats. And it's a assortment of people that I never would have thought would have went to see the read. I was not surprised. I mean, I wasn't, but still, it was kind of dope to be like, okay, this shit is legit. Yeah, it like, wasn't just black people. Right, and it wasn't just like white hipsters. Yeah. It was like... It was like regular white people in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, good old... Your everyday Todd. <laughs> Todd got a couple of cows. Sarah's and... Some Amanda's. <laughs> Elizabeth. It was, it was a good assortment of people. And... So the show started. And it was hosted by um, Jade and Kia, who are hosts of Getting Grown podcasts that I listen to, which I love. They are fucking hilarious, but they give really good, like, grown woman advice. Um, I had I had listened to some of their shows, but Jade also has a show with their other friend Xavier. What's the name of that one? Um, Jaden XD. Because his name is Xavier Delo. So yeah, it's just Jaden XD. They now them niggas are fucking hilarious. <laughs> they have like episodes where it's just called like things that niggas love, and it'll be like <laughs> you know niggas love a fucking all white party. Niggas love like shit like that. <laughs> like their shit is fucking hilarious. So that. That's the pre-show, and then of course Kid Fury and Crystal come out. So everybody's just crunk and shit. Hell yeah! And them niggas don't waste no time. They really don't. <laughs> and that shit was like, yo, that is dope as hell. I mean, when you gotta be out by a certain time, you gotta make sure you right. get your money. <laughs> you gotta get this coin. True. So, what was your favorite part of the whole? show experience either when uh when that girl was asking the question that had been on that other episode and they were like about taking care of the kid you, you raising your uh, boyfriend's child <laughs> 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 i was dead that or when they read the fuck out of uh john gray for that uh talk about a full man being birthed by his oh boy. yes Lord have mercy. The only thing about the show that I did, just because we do a podcast, I had to be like, yo, I got to forget like half of this shit. Or did you think that? Or was that just me? Um, Because I was thinking I would like, it was literally some of the same topics that in my head that I was like, all right, I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was like, I kind of don't want to have the same opinion as that. Yeah. Or that to skew my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I had that a couple times. And then I was like, damn, that's a really good point, but I cannot. Cannot, yeah. Yeah. It's like. You don't want to make it seem like you're biting off of them. Right. Because like, usually, I don't even. Like, when we come to record, I have not listened to another podcast. Except for like something that does a completely different thing than us. Right. I listen to Joe Button's podcast a little. And Bodega but, Boys. 
Yeah, but usually I don't listen to anything until after Mondays or whenever we record. Oh, no. Every week I listen to The Read religiously on Thursdays, Getting Grown on Tuesdays, uh, The Basement Yard on Mondays, Well Read Boys on Wednesdays, and then I'll listen to Us on Fridays. Damn. Because Fridays, like, start the weekend. Like, this is true. Um... Speaking of which, uh, I'm trying to have this episode up by Wednesday. I mean, I guess it, you'll know that if you're listening to it. So <laughs> that's a little weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, usually if I if I want to talk about something, and I don't, I usually don't listen to anything that uh, any other podcast. Mm. Like. If it's something offhand, I can listen to it. And if there is a point, I will try to uh, bring it up in this, but it's just always been. Yeah, I feel you. You don't want any of your opinions to be jaded or. Yeah, or even like I don't want somebody to feel like, um, like you said, biting. And then they listen to another podcast. Let's talk about the exact same. Yeah. And then even if it's inadvertent, it would be like, yo, this shit's not original. Because we have a different show from everybody else. True. But uh, it was really good. And it was very inspirational seeing how effortlessly they did it. But there has to be a level of writing and detail that goes into it. Oh, yeah. You saw he had his iPad out at first. Right. And then he had to get his phone. He always has notes. Right. It's like, it's definitely a production. <laughs> yes. But a lot of people see that or they see, like, the way other people do it and you think that it's uh, it's just easier. It's still time and preparation and going to it with anything you do, especially if you want to have a good product. Like Absolutely. I have been listening to other podcasts and not to brag... <laughs> But we're kind of pretty dope. <laughs> so it makes have pride in it or whatever. I guess that's what keeps it going. Um, anything specific from the show that you enjoy? Um, the questions part is always live to me. I was trying to look at their page and see if they posted Yo, any of the stuff from this When weekend. that nigga laid hands on that girl to deliver her from being digmatized, <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. Oh my God, that shit was hilarious. Look, when she started, I was like, oh no, this is not going to be, <laughs> this is not going to be good. And she was like, maybe I'm just young. And I was like, oh God, no. They're like, how old are you? She's like, well, I'm 25. I'm just like, mm-mm. Yeah. You're not young no more, boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. That's like, 25 is like the last official year that she could be, like, get away that with you something. Get, yeah. You got, I did some dumbass shit. <laughs> like, 25 and 26 is when you really got When you start to get, know what you're doing a yeah. little bit. And you're like, I might be a dumbass if I keep doing this shit. It's not just, oh, I'm young. It's like, no, nah, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. She knew. She knew. She just needed confirmation. That's all that was. Her homegirl should have told her that shit. She should have had to take it to the prophets to let them tell. Like, baby girl, you, you <laughs> fucked up. 
Why would you tell somebody that you the best? You don't tell nobody some shit like that. When you digmatized. Man, it don't matter how good, whatever it is. You don't tell somebody that shit because... That gives even, them too much power. Even a good person would be corrupted by knowing that you're the best that I ever had. So fuck it. You're giving them too much power, especially if y'all not in a relationship. See what you, y'all are doing is you're putting the penis on the pedestal. You're building it up to a big, <laughs> a Greek god on his penis itis. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. But yeah, that shit was crazy. And then it was another part. Oh, when that dude got up and he was talking about, uh, what am I going to do about this white man? And the dude was holding the, uh, the mic was a white dude. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, no, 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 no. My boyfriend is right here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) And it's like, yo, man, you got to learn how to ask these questions a better way. His boyfriend was so nervous and embarrassed. He did not want to be seen. I feel seen. so so far so sorry for that white man. He did not want to be seen. Yep. <laughs> hey man, we all have been there with he with somebody that's wilding the fuck out. Oh my god, bless his heart. Um, but yeah. And then uh, Kid Fury also canceled City Girls. Yes, he did. I think we could talk about that. I think most of the gays. I have canceled City Girls. And that's what... It seems to be a general consensus. Yeah. We can get on that in a second. We gotta remember. Anything else from the show? (sighs) I think that's it. You know, the venue was nice. It was pretty pretty big size auditorium. Yeah. And what, no bullshit, which is always good. Um, What would you say? It was like 300, 400 people. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty pretty good size audience. Yeah. Good production, everything. Um so eventually after the show's over, we get back on the road and I'm exhausted <laughs> at this point. And my number one rule is I don't like to sleep in front of people. So I was like, Kim, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I knew you weren't gonna be able to fight it. And I was knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and then I would wake back up and be like, Where the fuck are we at? <laughs> It's a, that's a weird ass fucking route home Yeah it it didn't take us straight down 53 in Ardmore Like eventually it put us back in Ardmore yeah. But it took us like an extra I don't know why That really like threw me I need to start paying attention to the routes I choose Before just hit and go on the GPS Because that one little weird turn I was so confused I was uh-huh. like I don't know if I'm supposed to cross this road and then turn, or if this is the road that I need to be turning on. Right. Luckily, it wasn't no traffic, so yeah. we could figure that shit out. It was somebody behind me, but it wasn't nobody coming the other way. I That's pulled out that bitch slow as hell. I was like, if this is a one way, <laughs> ooh, it's going to jail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So Kim dropped me off like the gentlewoman that she is. <laughs> what, what time was it? It had to be like one thirty. Yeah. Man. I opened my door. I put my keys down. I took my clothes off. I was straight to, <laughs> straight to the bed. I didn't wait around. I didn't get no water. <laughs> I didn't go to the bathroom. I ain't wash my face. I ain't brush my teeth. Hell no. I went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, I don't worry about this shit in the morning. Hell yeah. Me too. I'm pretty sure I slept in my makeup. Hey man, you ain't got no. T- I ain't got no time to be wasting, man. I'm sleepy as fuck. Yeah. Thank God I was off on Sunday. I don't even think I said anything to you. I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> That that was pretty much it. 
<laughs> it wasn't thank you for driving me. It was a bye, I was like, nigga. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that happened. That was a good little trip. Yeah. I think we, we could have made arrangements to stay had we known earlier that we were both going to be off on Sunday. Right. Because neither one of us knew, mm. which is such bullshit for me. Working in retail, I only know my schedule like a week at a time. And if I thought about it, we could have got an Airbnb or something. Yeah, that's what um, Krista and them were wanting to do. But Brittany thought that she was going to be leaving the show and going to Birmingham because their family did Thanksgiving early. But the the hour that the show ended, there was no way she was going to get on the road to Birmingham. Right. Like, that would have been a three and a half hour drive almost. Yeah, Nashville to Birmingham. And then you would have had to have some traffic. Yeah. Mm-mm. But um, so that's why we didn't end up staying. But our friend Chris ended up staying um, by himself, and then we were really everyone else came back. But they wanted to stay at first. Yeah. <sighs> uh, next time, hopefully, we'll have be in better situations to where we can plan it out a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but it was good to get away. Uh, it was also good to have the weekend off because I ain't had the weekend off in forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was cool. You had a good ass weekend, my nigga. Yep, I'm broke as fuck now though. Same. So <laughs> <laughs> same. Hey, fun times. Fun times. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's it. It's. It's 30 minutes on our weekend. That's the most eventful weekend I've had since I've been doing this podcast. It is. I want to tell you about it. Let me tell you, I've been gone. Gone so long. Just want to sing. Sing my song. I know. All right. So. Wait, what are we doing? Friendship breakups? Uh, or the one that Quentin uh, Either question Okay I'm trying to find the one from Quentin I thought he had added us uh, He did on Twitter He added Suburban? Yeah I'm looking in the mentions Oh yeah here it is Here it is Here it is Here it is Okay I got it So Quentin Lundy Q underscore Lundy on Twitter tweeted us four days ago <laughs> and he said is the millennial generation going to carry over the fix your man a plate rule or are we too woke for that and he said um in response to this he said he loves it as tradition partly because he benefits <laughs> especially since it's patently black says the straight up love in that gesture however there is a little dissonance concerning considering women weren't put on this earth to serve men like all traditions, it's got a tinge of problematic. Okay. Um, so this is what I was fighting bitches on Twitter about a couple weeks ago. <laughs> when the girl had posted the whole like six figures thing, she's like, well, I look like fixing my man a play. I make six figures, blah, 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 blah. And it turned into this whole like, you're not rich because your mind is, your mindset is fucked up. Like, right. Um, I, Excuse me. I don't think there is anything wrong with fixing your man a plate. Um, 
I, I do think it can be a problem if it's like a thing where he won't eat if you don't fix his plate. Like if he just automatically waits for you to fix his plate every single time <laughs> you cook or someone else cooks, that's an issue. But I don't think it's an issue to occasionally or when you go to people's houses, be the one to fix his plate. Right. But this, the reason why I don't think there's an issue with that is because I would want somebody to fix my plate sometimes too. Like, right. if I'm fixing plates, he fixing plates. It's it's gonna be a fifty fifty. Right. Um. Speaking of that, my uh, when we when my family went over to my cousin's house, my dad was just sitting there waiting for my mom to fix plates. <laughs> but he was playing with her to see if she was gonna do it or not. Cause he'll get up. And my dad be doing that shit too. Like, I'm like, is that how black parents uh, yeah. flirt with each other yeah. in front of the kids? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, PG flirt. <laughs> Let me see if she gonna make my plate. <laughs> um, so, like, all the women in my family have always done that. Um, I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect. Like, I wouldn't do the whole sit down and see if she gonna fix my plate thing. That's just, just, it's funny. I get that, but I wouldn't expect a woman to fix my plate just because we're in a relationship. But if if she did fix my plate, I would be like, no, you, no. But I would fix a plate for her as well. Also, if you know, if you're really in a relationship with this person and you know exactly what they eat, that shit is actually low key. It's dope. convenient, like yeah. it's you know, like we you both know, don't have to be up here in line, right? And if you know, I don't eat specific <clears throat> stuff, but I'm a weirdo like that. So if somebody understood that about me, I would take that as a, like. That's dope as hell. Yeah. And I would do the same for somebody. Just on that level. I think the only reason why, or not the only reason, but maybe one of the main reasons why this has been like posed as an issue is because we're in this feminism era where, you know, everything is about the strong woman and women doing for themselves and women not waiting hand and foot on men. But at the same time, to to me, feminism is about choosing how you want to live your life and living your life the way you want to do it. So if you want to be submissive, what's the problem with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as it's not anything that's damaging you mentally and emotionally and physically, if that's what makes you happy, do it. Like feminism, this is why I kind of hate like this, this neo feminism. Right. And that's a strong distinction from it. Because back in the day, it was more just like equality and, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't let men, you know, take your, you you know what I'm saying? That's what it, now it's just like, you have to be so strong and you have to be independent. And if you choose to wear your midriff out and if you choose to get whatever implants, then you're submitting to societal beauty norms. And and it's just like, no, women should just, feminism is about letting women do what the fuck they want to do because they want to do it and leaving them alone. Right. (laughs) Like, and not viewing it in the prism of, uh, not viewing it within like, the constraints of masculinity. Yeah. 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 Like I think earlier, um, earlier on this podcast, like one of the episodes we were talking about Tiana Taylor and like how that one song was about her having threesomes. Mm -hmm. And I think I responded like, man, like to think that a woman like Tiana Taylor would have to do a threesome. I wasn't like saying like she only did it because 
Iman wanted it. Right. Um, but at the same time, I also wasn't thinking on the in the mindset of, well, maybe she enjoys that because of how we're taught to look at women. Right. That women are only there for the gratification of men. Of men, right. Like when women have sex, it's not for pleasure too. Right. So... And and this it's the new feminism that had me thinking like that. But now I look back and I'm like, damn, like, why would I even why would I even condemn her if that's what she did? Like, maybe she actually wanted to do that shit. <laughs> I think it's because when society changes, um, there is a uh, there's a shift that happens, and it's an overcorrection of yeah. things to where things are heightened up, and eventually things even back down. Mm. What's it called? The pen, the pendulum, pendulum swings. Yeah. So, I think we're in that level now to where people are super, super woke, and eventually it's gonna come back down, but it's still gonna be a, a, a elevation of thought within things. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that happens in everything, and I think the the neo feminist movement that's happening now is just like that with everything but I always thought it was going to be a when Obama and the progressive movement was happening I knew there was going to be a fight back from conservative movement mm-hmm. because things were like hell we we went from saying that uh, same sex marriage was same sex unions is okay but same sex marriage wasn't right to having same sex marriage five years later Things were happening so quickly that she knew things were going to have to come back from the other side to balance themselves out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going on with like the feminist movement now. Now, I will say that is part of the reason that with the John Gray thing, mm-hmm. when he said that his wife went through more pain birthing him than she did with his children. Yeah. Part of the reason that people fought back against that is also within that same thought process. But at the same time, it's also because they're fighting against the patriarchy that religion has played in homes. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a balance on both sides. What did you think specifically about his comments? Um, oh, and also, if you don't know who John Gray is, he's a pastor. I think his comments were a little uh, intense. <laughs> um, I think he's he's definitely a victim of of um, binary norms within a relationship and binary roles and and. Um, the married woman is to submit to her husband no matter what the married woman is there to hold hold her husband up the married woman is there to build her husband up um without that same reciprocated uh support right <laughs> and i think that was super problematic that's that's the part that that got to me as a uh, a cisgendered male <laughs> uh, because it's putting the onus of a woman to make me a better person. Yeah, which is bullshit. That's a personal decision, 
Right. And especially like, all right, let's say me and you are in a relationship and you're doing all the work in a relationship. Right. That's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. And it's not, it's not making you a better person. It, it might be making you well taken care of. Right. But if you don't want to be a, pe- a better person, me holding you up basically and being your bottom bitch is not making you a better person. No. And to be a real man, you have to take that on yourself and you have to decide what kind of person you're going to be. And honestly, if you love somebody though, like why would you even expect them to be able to take on that kind of a task with you while they're also probably taking on that kind of a task with themselves or will have to at some point in their lives. Like we all have moments where we have to, to work on ourselves and put ourselves back together and get through shit. Like what makes you think that, or think, think that it's okay to just expect for her to be willing to do all this therapeutic come to Jesus, Iyanla, fix my life type shit with you for years and years and years while also trying to keep herself together. Like that's also because that's how we treat our mothers. Yeah, that is, that is, um, that is very true. I was actually reading something today that, um, one of my homeboys posted about something somebody said on a podcast, um, that women raising sons as single mothers is, it can be detrimental to the development of, of men and how they respect women. I could see that. Like, basically, they were saying that women really can't raise a man alone, and 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 have him grow up to treat women. What's the word? Basically, not depend on women to take care of them. I I can kind of see that, but I do think that a woman. I think. I think. I think a woman can help a man have a very healthy relationship with other, with the women in his life. I don't think, well, I think as mothers, it's mothers and fathers is important to give, um, give healthy relationships and show healthy relationships to your children. Mm -hmm. That way they can maintain those or at least strive to have healthy relationships as they get older. Mm -hmm. So I think a woman definitely can show a man how to treat a woman. But I think we also are so dependent upon women and we see the things that women sacrifice for men Mm -hmm. that in our brains that we kind of expect it out of women for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And like science has already concluded that men live longer when they're married and in relationships. Yeah. Like we obviously are just taking care of y'all all the way around. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh man. <laughs> I mean, I know where you're stuck at. You don't want to shit on women, but you don't want to. It's give us that much power either. It's not that. It's just I think part of it is because women literally birth all humans yeah we're nurturers just naturally yeah 
And I think that that's a natural instinct. And some people are able to prey upon that mm-hmm. instinct and manipulate that instinct. Mm-hmm. And then also some men are just pussy ass dudes that <laughs> can't get their shit together. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But some women crave to be. I mean, when John Gray did that, was saying that the women were almost shouting. Whip. Women take part in that shit too. This is true. And then it's a lot of very single women who believe that that's the only way that you're going to get a man is by taking care of some dude. That's why you see these girls that got all their shit together and they dealing with some dude that ain't got (laughs) shit. Mm -hmm. Driving her car, dropping her off at her Mm. job to go play PlayStation. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. It's always, I mean, like when I, when I was in a, a different mind state, I would think I was on that whole, like, uh, girls don't want a good guy. I don't think that's some, I, first off, that's very misogynistic. And I don't think it's correct. I think you, the relationships that you're in, you're trying to just make those work as best as possible. Right. And I don't think you go into it thinking what may, I don't think you go into a relationship knowing all the obstacles ahead of it. Mm -hmm. And so you're just dealing with those as best as possible. Right. And then one day you may be like, okay, this is a fucked up situation. Leave. Right. And some people may dig deeper and try to make it work. Right. I guess that's up to whichever uh, people are in those relationships. Yeah. Plate fixing. (laughs) Plate fixing. Is you fixing your man a plate or no? Shit, if I had a man, you know, I'd be out here. Here you go, babe. Just kidding. Would you really? That wouldn't be me. (laughs) I was like, like yeah, I'll fix a plate every now and then, but I'm, go, I'm not gonna be <laughs> just throw that shit down. Okay, listen, I'm not that niggerish. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's yes, totally you. Nah, you don't know me. Mm, okay, you don't know me in a relationship, at least. Cause, this is true. Cause when. <laughs> Let's talk about friendship breakups. Somebody brought it to my attention that um they developed a close friend close friend in um college and kind of, you know, pulled the friend into their friend's circle. They merged well into the friend circle because um, some of them ended up attending the same high school. So it was just kind of like a good situation. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, apparently um, they become distant. They um, find out that this close friend 
has been like talking shit about them behind their backs to the other friends within the group. And not only have they been doing that, but they've been hanging out with your friends without you, even though your friendship with them is dissolved. So how do you, how, how would you feel if that was you? Has that, has that ever been you? All right. Do it one more time. Okay. So person A, I bring somebody into a. Okay, you bring somebody into a group. Mm-hmm. The person that you bring into a group is cool. There's some connections already within the group, so they, you know, they mesh well. Y'all fall out eventually. You find out that the person that you brought into the group has been talking shit about you, but to the group. Okay. Um. But they've also just been hanging out with the group without you. How do you feel? <laughs> that kind of that kind of happened when I got back from Grambling and I started hanging out with my brother's friends. Were you the person that got brought into the group or you brought your brother into a group? I got brought into my brother's group. Okay. Like our current friend group. Mm-hmm. Like had Chance, Colton, and everybody. Mm-hmm. I was brought into that group because those were Andre's classmates. Right. And Andre did have a hard time when I was hanging out with his friends. Without him. Right. But it wasn't on no like malicious shit though. Like you weren't talking shit about your brother. No. He was just He he took it personally. Right. Because we always had separate friends. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it was that. But let me think. Have we ever brought somebody in a group and then I'm sure it's happened before, but I can't think of anything right off. Um, I don't know that it's happened to me, but I feel like I've been the friend that hangs out with the friends. I've definitely been that. <laughs> I've definitely been that. Um That has happened. Yeah, and it's really hard to kind of be that person when when it's not anything malicious. Like with this particular situation, it's kind of malicious because the friend has been talking shit. Right. Is is the friend talking shit to get themselves into the group a little bit better? Because I know that happens a lot too. To where like, like if I'm not originally in this group, that person can really try to be like, well, I'm part of the group and fuck this person. Like, yeah, like that's how they're bonding. They're right. bonding over hating someone. Yeah. Maybe, but the thing about it is I don't think that it's um, I don't think it's a situation where it's just like a well-known thing that the group dislikes this person. It was just a, a natural separation. Like, you moving away from Grambling, obviously you're not going to be as close to the people that you were close to because you're away right but there's there's no hard feelings right but you end up finding out that some of those people have been talking shit for whatever reason damn yeah that shit would be anytime (laughs) you fall out with uh people you care about especially if it's like a real relationship it's really weird yeah and then also like as time goes on 
sometimes if you run into that person, you're like right back to where you were, and then you have to remember, yeah, some real shit went down. Mm-hmm. Um, another question: Are these uh, women or men that you're speaking of? They're men. Men do some catty ass shit. Like yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> so. They are men. I mean, the group is mixed, but the the friends and the friend and the betrayer, I guess, they are men. Yeah, that happens a lot to where, like, the new guy comes in and he's like, yeah, man, you don't know. This guy's doing some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, they, they feed that little instinct, and they get you to bite or see what you'll bite on. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I, if somebody ever starts talking about some of my friends or something, I don't, you don't, I don't say, say anything. Yeah. I just want to see how it plays out. Like, I always know your players. True. Very true. But, you yeah, know, I feel like I've been the friend that, like, starts hanging out with the group. <laughs> and I feel like it's hurt some feelings, but it's never been, like, malicious ever I mean yeah I mean you start hanging out with all of us and now you hang out with all of us separate so yeah but I mean but y'all don't care though <laughs> we're just down for anybody to hang out yeah like that's how our energy has always been the it's two like, times that someone has cared it's been like a, a woman a woman friend that does happen but that also happens because like it's just I mean, if you were ugly it would be different <laughs> but you're good looking so people are intimidated by that uh, women are intimidated by that that like men haven't been around an attractive woman before that they're not interested in you feel me yeah I guess it's like oh of course they're, they're all pay attention to her but like She's not the first beautiful woman we ever met. <laughs> yeah. I have I have had that said about me or around me. And it's just like awkward. I'm just like. What, just that you're the girl around all guys? Yeah. What does that say about how people really look at men? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. Cause I just be chilling. Right. I just be chilling. But even like even with us, you really chilling ain't nobody go be on some bullshit. So the fact that everybody just thinks that men are just these predators. It's kind of saying a larger statement. This is true. This is true now. I ain't gonna say that, you know, there hadn't been some men in the group that done tried it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's also true. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Even more speaking to <laughs> Okay, we're just not making men look good right now. Sorry guys. <laughs> I mean that's not a bad thing. That's that's natural. I feel like I that happens natural anytime it's within mixed, any friend group. Especially you know, any mixed. It's like uh, a cabin fever situation almost. Yeah. You know, these are people you're around a lot. Shit happens. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I I think it's 
Hey. As long as the lines of consent are there, but I mean, shoot your shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because I've been shooting my shot for forever. I gave up recently, though. Mr. Akeem Norwood had this question. If you had a son, who would you rather be his role model? LeBron or Michael Jordan? And then his side note was Michael Jordan invests in prison system. Private prison system. That's tough. That is tough. Because LeBron is 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 really of our time as adults. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, he's the goat right now, and that was that was MJ for our parents, mm. but also for us too because we overlapped. Yeah, so I I feel like MJ was revolutionary for like his time. Like, yes, he was fucking phenomenal at the game of basketball. Um. Before that time, late 80s, early 90s, where these, you know, super athletes were kind of really hitting hitting the scene. Um, and and also because he's, God, but LeBron too. Like, it's, it's hard to talk about what MJ did that LeBron has not done or is not doing. Um, I was about to say the way he kind of, like, created his own empire and and his legacy but fuck like lebron is out here getting it right on every aspect the main argument that people have and I, me and akeem also had this discussion is the off the field i mean off the court stuff mm-hmm. um for the large part, Michael Jordan made his money by being the clean-cut image and not speaking out on political issues. Yeah, he stayed away from politics. Like he infamously said, Republicans buy shoes also. Yeah, basically he was in it for the money. Right, and then also, like Akeem said, that Michael Jordan invested in private prison system. Um, LeBron has used his voice to speak out against tons of causes. Ranging from racism to classism to uh, sexism, uh, uh, LGBTQ issues. Uh, he's put his money into, into the school systems, into uh, he's done into politics. He's, like he's he's really invested his black revenue into the black community right. like he he is what uh, the type of of celebrity and influence that the black community really needs like he's not just taking our money he's giving back in a major way and also he's making sure his friends have that money and make opportunities right. for themselves making right. other black people money right 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 so and he's out here 
Walking you know what I'm saying? Like married with children, taking care of his kids, being a good ass dad. And that, you know, we don't see that as often as we could, but this is, it's, he's making it cool also to be that. Yeah. It's another one of those things I think that's happening in this black Renaissance era is where we're seeing like a lot of these, not just celebrities, but athletes who people always assume are like super aggressive and don't really care about shit, but money, like, we're actually seeing them be family people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're making it cool to take care of their family. Right. And be the cool dad. Right. And not just be greedy and be worried about fame and money all the time. So that's just enough. Like LeBron is, and he's, for him to be as young as he is already doing things like that, it's just really kind of phenomenal. Like honestly, I'm gonna have to say LeBron. I'm gonna have to say LeBron. I would I would be raising my kids as LeBron fans. Now I don't know about um sometimes he's he's cringy to watch play basketball. Sometimes he gets on my nerves as a basketball player. I'm not even gonna what, lie. What do you mean? <laughs> um just like whenever he used to have his little crybaby fate, like the little being all extra doing like fouls and shit and I don't know. Sometimes I just felt like he was uh, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like he was a little too extra on the court, but um he's he's definitely like revolutionary. The funny thing is Nat Turner in this thing. The funny thing is that the same arguments were made about Jordan back in the day. Were they? Well that he see. that he got calls on him nonstop. It's just that we're we're adults now to see. So we really stuff. know what's happening. Right. Yeah. But they used to say that um, Jordan got a lot of calls and he was a crybaby. Oh, he used to cuss out fucking ref like that motherfucker. He knew he was the fucking dude. And also, here's the other knock against Michael Jordan. Compulsive gambler. I, I thought you were going to say um, the fact that he ended up marrying a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's Cuban though. Oh, okay. Shit, I don't even know anymore. She's, she's a white Cuban. I ain't seen Michael Jordan in a while. They have twins, actually. Yeah, Michael Michael Jordan's a whole new daddy. But uh Okay. His first wife was black. Yeah, she was. He cheated on her with tons of white women. <laughs> yeah. They said there was one story about uh Madonna was fucking Scottie Pippen. Hmm. And Michael Jordan really wanted to fuck Madonna, but Madonna was saying that Scottie Pippen was uh, more well endowed. Yes. Okay. And that really bothered Michael Jordan. He's that competitive. Okay. Real interesting. Team LeBron. (laughs) Celebrities are people too. Also, (laughs) there's always been this theory. I don't usually go on conspiracy theories, but all right. You remember when Michael Jordan retired mm-hmm. and played baseball? Mm-hmm. The reason that he said he retired is because his father was killed in the off season. Some people have led this conspiracy theory that Michael Jordan's father was killed for gambling debts. And 
the NBA was about to investigate Michael Jordan for his dealings with uh, gambling oh, wow. and stuff. So he left so before. He, so they told him to leave for a while and then come back. Then he came back, won three more championships, made the uh, classic film Space Jam, and the rest is history. I feel like that's a conspiracy that I can believe. A lot of people believe it. Because, I mean... I usually don't believe conspiracy theories, and I really don't believe that one, but it's a interesting, uh, I guess, tidbit to know. Another interesting thing, this is... I really do believe this. At the time that Michael Jordan left basketball, this was around the time that you had Deion Sanders playing football and baseball and Bo Jackson playing football and baseball. Talk about household names. Right. I felt like Michael Jordan was trying to solidify his name as the greatest athlete, not just basketball player of all time. Yeah. And the way to do that was to play a different sport. Mm -hmm. Because didn't he start playing golf at one point? Oh yeah, he's chronic. He plays golf nonstop. Yeah. Apparently, he's really good at it now. I believe it. But he's also, like, they say that motherfucker can gamble anything. So, I say if, if, you know, if he has a gambling issue, it wouldn't surprise me that he learned that from his dad. But they also said that, uh, like, on the Dream Team, uh, on the Dream Team, they would play cards nonstop. And Michael Jordan would never sleep. So, like, they would play him, Magic, and Charles Barkley would play cards until, like, 5 in the morning. And they had practice at, like, 8. I wonder if if gambling addiction is, like, has the same uh, chemical effect on your body as any other addiction. Yeah, it does. It's the compulsiveness it's of that, it. Yeah, the risk and the... Yeah, it keeps, and then you got also got to think about if Michael Jordan's an athlete, he's the ultimate competitor. Yeah, so he's like he's one of the dudes that he's competing all his life. Yeah, Yeah. like so it goes over into that. That's part of the reason why he was so like determined in business. Also, Mm -hmm. he's gonna be that guy. It's it's filling that same void. Hmm. We don't ever talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't. We should a lot more often. I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of sports. I really like football and basketball, but I don't really get to watch football because I'm always at work. Speaking of which, Iron Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just wear my colors and say my prayers. And I'm going to be at work, so. It's in God's hands. You know, I'm going to have to keep tabs on my phone, but. Oh, I'll keep you updated. Everybody, uh, in Kim's DMs, keep her updated on how Auburn does this weekend against the Alabama Crimson Top. You do that and I will block you. Damn, you blocking niggas for that shit? It's not. Listen, everyone calm down. I listen. 
How y'all talk shit all year about y'all beating Alabama last year, and now y'all like everybody just calm down. What I'm I'm trying not to jinx it. Iron Bowl is always a toss up, no matter how the year has gone for either teams. Oh, it is. Iron Bowl is what Iron Bowl is what keeps Alabama and Auburn fans on their toes. Yeah, but this year y'all ain't saying shit. Yeah, I'm, we're still hurt. We st- I'm still hurt. Man. Still hurt behind Tennessee. Yeah, that that was intense. Yeah, but I mean y'all been talking shit about the Iron Bowl since last year. You know what's about to happen. I will still talk shit. When the day comes, I bet you I'll be talking shit. Mm. I'm just hurt. <laughs> I hurt myself you can't, today. I can't, you can't be hurt and talking shit. That's real. <laughs> talking shit behind Oxy, tears. Oxymoronic. <laughs> Got me in my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll be at work. But I get off at 7, so at least I'll be able to, like, hit up some bars afterwards, maybe. I'll never go anywhere on Iron Bowl weekend. If um, if people aren't fighting each other. It's gang warfare out here on Iron <laughs> Bowl weekend. We'll see. I'll probably just chill at a friend's house or something. I don't know. I never go straight home after work. I think that's another thing that people who live with their parents tend to do is just stay out. Yeah. <laughs> That that's very true. Like, I don't I don't get home until my parents are well asleep. That's what I used to do when I stayed at home. I and that, that's why now I I love just being. You at value home just being it, yeah, because it's your space, and then too you paying for that shit. Like, <laughs> let me be at my place where I pay rent. Right. But yeah. But yeah, that's definitely a, like when you're living with somebody else, especially your parents. I just don't ever want them to say that I'm in the way. Yeah. Even though I know I'm not. Like, it's not like we have a cramped house or anything. We have plenty of space, but still, like, I just don't want to be right up under them. You know what you want to do for your dirty 30 yet? I'm changing my hair. What you going to do? It's going to be a surprise. What's up? Um, I thought about getting a tattoo for my birthday. I hope I get a tattoo. My friend Kayla told me the other day. She's like, "I figure out what we're doing for your birthday." I was like, "What?" She's like, "We're getting tattoos." I was like, "All right." So hopefully that actually happens. Um, I think I'm gonna go on like a a one one night trip to Nashville just to go and have like a different experience than Huntsville even though I go to Nashville often just to do something That's what's up. get some good food I don't know um, Krista showed me that Childish Gambino is actually performing on my birthday at the Bridgestone Arena you gonna go? so we might do that that'll be real dope that would we, be dope if we do that um, especially because this is supposed to be his last tour mm, okay yeah, that'd be dope. And tickets are not that bad. They start at like 45. So that's super doable. Who's is opening that? I don't know. I was trying to read it, but when I clicked on it, it um it like still cut it off. So I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I'm going to change my hair, hopefully get a tattoo, go to another city. And then I think the following weekend I'm just going to have like a little small dinner for people close to me that didn't come on the trip because it's just going to be four of us 
Mm. On a trip. Sounds good. Yeah. So can you tell me anything about my birthday? I mean, you know where we're going. We do? Yeah. I just think I might have invited some people that you don't, you're not expecting. Dun dun dun! Ain't gonna be nobody <laughs> a fight, is it? No, this way. Nah. <laughs> It'll be a bar fight. <laughs> ain't gonna be no fight, my nigga. Ain't gonna be no fighting. But that should be dope. Hell yeah! You're a really good podcast wife. You know that. Uh, just let these niggas know how good I am. <laughs> I'm a good person. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm so mean. I'm a good person. Shit. Usually good people don't have to say that. I'm just like <laughs> I care about people. I care about you, Kimberly. I care about you too. You should know that. You should have been known that. If I didn't care about your black ass, I wouldn't have Why I wouldn't say- have offered to drive you to fucking Nashville and back. And taking care of me. Because she's like what did you you said something to me when we were at that restaurant. Like let's make it easier well, yeah. for them. I don't even know what I was doing. What was I doing? I don't remember either, but... I think I just had my plate in front of me, and I was just... Yeah, about stacking the plates, because I was done with my food, and I had stuck it by your plate, and I was like, hey, put your plate on top of mine, so that they don't have just a whole... I was out of it. (laughs) And when you were taking shots, I was like... You're like, oh, so we turn it up? Like, I I didn't think we were. (laughs) It's like, oh, nigga, are you trying to fall asleep out here? (laughs) Bro... By the time we sat down at the uh, concert, that's when I was like coming down. Yeah, and that's when I was getting sleepy. I was like, yo. Yeah, I figured like the dark. And then I was like sitting down for hours. Luckily, that shit was funny as fuck because if not, I would have been that not. bitch knocked <laughs> the fuck out. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Good weekend. Good times. Top five, top five, top five. Top five. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Redo that. Oh. <laughs> um, shout out to my friend Michael at Jesus Crisco on social media. It's his birthday. Mm-hmm. I love you, Michael. He's on the Scorpio side of it. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Y'all still have to meet. I asked him when was the next time he was going to be in town, and I think he said this weekend. Which would be cool, but I don't know. Um, so, anything else you want to talk about, Miss Kimberly? Yeah, I think that wraps it up for me. Um, let me know if y'all want us to have like a hotline where y'all could like call in live and shit instead of submitting questions where we actually like talk to y'all conversationally. Yeah. Because that has been suggested. And I just want to know if y'all think that's a good idea. Because the thing about it is we just need participation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get we get pretty decent participation when we ask for questions. But we need more to be able to keep it a consistent thing. Yeah. And also, please leave reviews and comments on iTunes. And ratings. And ratings. And we're on Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, and SoundCloud now. Hopefully, we'll be on Spotify whenever they get their shit together. <laughs> um, whenever they recognize real. Because yeah. <laughs> the realest. The illest. <laughs> no, this, 
Um, the trillist. Also, uh, shirts will be up soon. Well, I'll put the link out for shirts. I already have them on T Public. Well, yeah. I can't tell you that because then you'll be starting to order. Fuck it. It don't matter. Um, I'll well, put the, what you want? Can you do that without them having to have the password to get into the? Yeah, they're alive now. Oh, they're live. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Well, look at that. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.